Welcome to the Changemakers podcast. I'm Jennifer Carr from the ITAM Forum. And I'm Martin Thompson from the ITAM Review. We're speaking with ITAM professionals who have interesting stories to share, advice to give, and some great top tips, all with the aim to help elevate the ITAM profession and practice. We recently spoke with Lance Giles, who leads the team that won Project of the Year at the ITAM Review 2020 Excellence Awards. Uh, Lance works for one of the most iconic brands on the planet. He's worked on the vendor side of things, the publisher side. He's done consulting. He's done the end user side. So he's got a great perspective on the whole full circle of ITAM, the whole journey. Um, And as a result, it's a really refreshing perspective. Let's jump in. We started by asking Lance about his story. In his current role, they started their ITAM practice from the ground upwards. And we know that many people would be fascinated to know how they actually started. So we asked Lance to share his story with all of us. The denominator, that's, that's where you start from the jump, the scope. So we need to know how many things that are in scope that we, that we need to manage. Right. Let's not get deep into the weeds with specific publishers and your Oracle's, IBM's and Microsoft's. Let's not get to that point. We first need to understand the full scope of, you know, as an example, how many operating environments do we have? And from there, you can start to, to build a, uh, to build out a team and start to identify needs. So, so step one is the scope. You get, you have to definitively determine with irrefutable, quantifiable fact how many systems or operating environments do you need to have line of sight to? And then from there, in terms of the people, the people side of the ledger, I have always wanted, um, I guess you could say technical specialists. I view the employees in the space in two ways. So there's, there's two sides, technical, and then you have more business leaning individuals. And to start the team, I, I desperately wanted technical resources. Because there is so much, there is so much data to cobble together. So we talked to Lance about building a team and the ability to consult. Now we don't mean that everyone should be a consultant, but rather the ability to consult. That means see what the business is doing at a high level, see the bigger picture, have the ability to ask the right questions, and sometimes when it's required to lead. There are some technical roles that every ITAM team will need to hire. But what about the business side? What about this ability to consult and see the bigger picture? We asked Lance about how did he go about finding the right people? That was the toughest, that was the toughest side, uh, at least for me. The technical, as, as you say, in the technical side, you know, oftentimes it's a one or a zero, right? It's, it's a, it, they kind of have that you know, general technical acumen. On the business side, what I what I wanted, and I'm not saying this is the, the right way to do it, but this is just the approach that we took, um, is to have a some veteran presence from inside uh, inside the organization. In other words, I needed someone that that understood the history and how did we get to this place, and you know, what types of uh, bumps in the road, if you will, have have they encountered along the way. So I wanted a, a veteran presence, um, and the the other side of the ledger there, still on the, the business side, is, is I wanted a, a good writer, is needed somebody who could communicate efficiently and effectively. 
So someone that could take this 500 word uh, email message and, and distill it down to 100. It's got to be concise. It's got to be you know, something that, um, that senior leadership that you've got to get your point across very quickly. It's almost like my own marketing team within, uh, within the ITAM function is, again, a lot of this, and it did, again, I didn't know this, um, a lot of selling who we are and what we do and to get buy-in. And to do that, you have to be precise um, in how you brand yourself and how you communicate internally. It was interesting to hear Lance talk about how he evangelizes his team. So we asked him how he went about identifying stakeholders and building relationships with those individuals so that his team can deliver true business value. And I love what he said about every system has a human being behind it. And every, every one of those systems should have accountability. I think that's what we should all remember. Yeah, that's very true. And, and what, something he said that really caught my attention was when he was speaking about the relationship between procurement or supplier management and ITAM and how sometimes there can be a bit of friction there. And he, you know, graciously raised his hand to say that he maybe has um, experienced that himself, but he's learned from that and he's actually flipped that in his current role, um, knowing that those two teams are key stakeholders. Back to, you know, step one, day one, is to understand the scope of what, of what you're managing. And then from there, so once you understand all the operating systems that you know, you're responsible for being accountable for, you associate operational accountability to them. So it could be you know, server XYZ. There's got to be an operational accountability human being, a first and last name associated with every operating system. And this is not limited to um, end user desktops and laptops. This is, this is all of the above. There's responsibilities associated with that machine. So you know, I really just got a look of repeat names, repeat groups. Um, and I will say that one, the Elixir, the, uh, the one event that opened up more doors than any uh, is, is when I was involved with, with finance. We try to understand the scope of the environment first. And then second is who's spending the money? How is it spent? How do you um, internally, if I want to buy something, how do I do it? What, what is the process? So I aligned with, um, you know, when in doubt, follow the money, right? So, so I aligned with um, finance and our global procurement team. And I will say in previous experiences that there was always friction between uh, procurement or supplier management and an ITAM function. They're always, they always seem to butt heads. And I'm, I was very guilty of that. Well, I took those experiences and I completely flipped it. Um, when I got here and I want to partner with them. I want to enable, I want to enable them. Um, and if there's, as an example, if, if a specific group requests, you know, X millions of dollars to upgrade machines, X, Y, Z, one, two, three. Uh, well, let's determine that's exactly what you need. And that's where ITAM comes in. So really befriended procurement and finance just to ensure uh, that you know, when we need to buy something or upgrade something that we put fact to paper to determine what we need versus just kind of estimating and forecasting. Regarding senior management, why do you think some people get it and others don't? 
Why do some IT professionals struggle on their own without recognition and without the resources and the team they need and others flourish? I think closing the loop is, is, my, um, is, my, short, is my short answer is there, this is the challenge of ITAM is that it can be so broad and so vast. And, and when I go back to a lot of individuals, they either oversimplify or overcomplicate matters um, is to, to pick initiatives that you can complete. There's a lot of times it's, it's very easy to get started on, on a lot of these major initiatives. So let's say um, preparing an, a, a utilization report for all SaaS applications. Um, you reasonably, and this is where I think you just need to have hands-on experience to know which initiatives to tackle, is you've got to finish it. You, you, there has to be a deliverable. We have to put that period on the end of the sentence. And it's to, to start initiatives that you know you can finish. And I think you have to be honest with yourself at times, right? There's a lot of us, myself included, I'll start initiatives that I get going, I don't know, 30, 50% of the way. And then something else pops up. And now there's a new shiny object. And then you, you focus your time on the new shiny object. But you have to close the loop on some of these initiatives. And if that means that you, um, that you, you simplify it a little bit, that's fine. But you have to finish them. What gives you the greatest sense of satisfaction and achievement in your role? What gives you that feeling to say, wow, that was a good day? When, when my employees feel like they contributed, when, when, they, when, it, when, when they are happy with themselves, then you know, they feel like they contributed and they feel like a part of the team and a part of the greater good, um, that's, that's, that's all I need. You know, there, there's a couple of individuals that have been on the team for you know, two, two and a half years now. And to see them from day one to today, to today that, that is what, that's what puts, puts a smile on my face. And it's a, it's a slow, uh, slow burn. It, you know, it takes, takes a while to understand the subtleties associated with um, the software asset management, or the IT asset management business. But my answer to that question in terms of satisfaction, it's, it's about them. And it's about seeing people uh, grow and, and hopefully it's still internally, you know, at this organization that they, you know, they um, get some semblance of a promotion, but to see them do, do well elsewhere, that's, that's all I need. I mean, I think that tends to speak for itself and, you know, not just, not just here at my current employer, but, you know, previous employers, um, anybody that I've been able to, um, you know, to, to bring on board, um, watching them succeed and grow, that uh, that's yeah, that outweighs any any deliverable or any um, presentation or um, it, it always boils down to the people. We asked Lance what advice he would give to someone who was just starting an ITAM program. What would he tell them, or if he had one key tip that he would share? To be to be great at one thing, to kind of pick a lane. Don't get don't get bogged down by all of the knowing everything about all applications. So as an example, and I guess this just happened for me organically is pick, pick a sweet spot, you know, something that interests you. I mean, the good news about that ITAM is it's very broad, you know, it could encapsulate hardware, servers, cloud, SaaS, uh, end user technologies, data center technologies. It's, it's vast, but kind of have your go-to, and I'm a, uh, I'm a, a mixed martial arts fan. And the parallel I'm, uh, I'm drawing here is that in order to be 
successful in mixed martial arts is that you, you need to have, you need to be grounded in a discipline, be it wrestling or karate or boxing or jujitsu. Um, have your, have your one, have your one area that you, that you are comfortable in and, and, and don't try to understand everything. That's, it's just not humanly possible. So we'd like to thank Lance. His team won the project of the year at the Excellence Awards in 2020. Congratulations again to Lance for that. And thank, thank you for sharing your time and your story. It's really useful for other ITAM professionals to hear somebody at such an iconic brand doing ITAM. Um, they'll be inspired. So thank you. I'm humbled and thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me. You've been listening to the Changemakers podcast, where we speak with ITAM leaders who share their ITAM stories and perspectives. If you're interested in learning more about the ITAM Review Excellence Awards, uh, winners past and present, please visit itassetmanagement.net and search for Excellence Awards 2020.